The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of Aussie-made on-demand videos to help you look to God daily. Be challenged by a series of apologetic interviews produced by Creation Ministries International and inspired by Helping Hands, which showcases people and organisations who make the world a better place. There are new videos being added every week in the free Vision Christian Media app. Just tap the Watch tab to see the growing selection. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You've probably been following along and even with some mild amusement, some of the ways that people have been talking about women. When we've been watching politicians and scientists saying they can't define what a woman is. Those things we might think almost a little bit of a novelty because we assume we know. But what about when churches, church leaders, can't describe what a woman is? Is there a risk here that some churches may well be erasing women? Perhaps unintentionally, but that might be the final outcome. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been thinking through these issues this past week. He's with us once again. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Thanks for that, Neil. Bill, woke churches, erasing women. Uh, some would think it couldn't get to that, could it? <laughs> well, certainly it has. Uh, and I'm sure it's been that way for quite some time now. But yeah, this was a slightly more noticeable example when you have a fairly uh, higher up member of the Church of England coming out and saying just that. Well, it's a bit hard. We can't... Can't really say, you know, we don't really have an official definition of what a woman is and, uh, you know, doing all the foolish talk you expect from the non-Christians who are part of the woke culture. But when you have church leaders saying the same thing, boy, that's uh, it's a big, big worry indeed. I mean, it's not hard as far as I can tell. Nad out female. There you go. In two words, that's a woman. Uh, sure, we can look at further things, but we know that every cell in the body is either male or female. Uh, you don't change it by putting on a wig, lopping off bits, but because the church has allowed so much of the world's agenda including the radical and anti-reality trans agenda to dominate everything, we've sadly gotten to that point. Yeah, well, I don't know what a woman is. I'll have to ask my boss. <laughs> well, when you are at the top of a movement, the leader of a major church denomination, and we're talking about the Church of England. Uh, in Australia, we identify that brand as the Anglican Church. So we're talking about the Church of England in England, but admitting that they don't have a definition for what a woman is. Uh, Bill, don't we have the Bible, which has quite significant definition of male and female? Well, I would have thought so. All you have to do is open up the book of Genesis, and very quickly you'll find that in the beginning God created them male and female. Well, there you go. Jesus affirmed that in the Gospels, of course. It runs throughout all of Scripture. It's a no-brainer. Basically, 99.9999999% of uh, humans throughout human history up until the last 10 or 15 years have believed exactly 
the same. The human race is made up of male and female. There are two sexes, not 200. Uh, there are two. There's male and female. And, uh, it, well, you didn't have to believe Genesis. You didn't have to be a Christian. You just knew by common sense, by biology, by reality, by science, that, of course, there's male and female. But now we've gotten to the place in our anti-God culture, which is shaking its fists at not only God, but everything good that he made, we've gotten to the place where, you know, who knows how many church leaders and Christians and pastors and priests, even here in Australia, are at the same place. Well, that's beyond my pay grade. I can't really tell you what a male and female is, even though God has told us exactly uh, way back in Genesis. Is there, do you think, a white anting that's happening in the grassroots of the church, works its way up into top-level echelons, like a whittling away of the truth about common-sense biblical issues and understanding of truth like male and female? Well, no question. Uh, there's been all kinds of white anting going on. Uh, not just here, but in so many ways. Uh, I forget who it was. It might have been uh, John Wark Montgomery, the American Protestant apologist, uh, who may have said, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, I think he put it this way in a simple formula, something like in the 18th century, we did our best to uh, kill off God with the Enlightenment and the Age of Reason and so on. 19th century, we sought to kill off the Bible through higher criticism and all the rest. And as a logical outcome, in the 20th century, we sought to kill off man himself. And that's the natural progression. When you deny God, deny his word, well, then the epitome of his creation, mankind, is also going to become a target for all the radicals and revolutionaries. And go together. When God is no longer on the throne and you try to put man in his place, that's just, that's always going to end up as bad news. So yeah, you, you get to the crazy place where we can't even tell you what a woman is. And worse yet, you have all kinds of progressive and trendy and woke churches and churchmen and women uh, saying the same. Oh, I don't know. It's it's a too difficult to answer, and we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to make anybody feel bad. Uh, for heaven's sakes, uh, when you get to that spot, you really should just you know give the game away. You're you're no longer representing Christ. You're no longer a representative of God. You're you're simply pushing the world's agenda and doing it with a clerical hat on your head. It's sounding a little uh, tough, uh, even harsh, to hear you say those things, Bill. So if you were the member of a church that was having difficulty with this definition right now, uh, to make mm. the suggestion that maybe you're not in the right place as the leader, maybe you need to step aside and find someone who can lead, who actually can interpret the Bible in the way that it was intended. That sounds a little harsh to be making those sorts of judgments about our leaders, but perhaps someone has to say something. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you can't agree with what the Bible says, if you're going to sit in judgment on Scripture instead of letting it sit in judgment on you, well, uh, <laughs> 
to call yourself any kind of Christian leader seems to me a, a complete contradiction in terms. A, a pastor or somebody, a shepherd of God's flock, leads them in the way of God according to his word. They don't go with the world, uh, denounce and deny the very tenets of Scripture, and then pretend they're somehow still God's people. Now, mind you, that's some of these leaders, and they need a, you could say, a good shaking up. But I suppose another related question we could look at, what if there's somebody in the congregation a bit confused about all this, wondering about, you know, their identity well, that we've discussed before quite often. Uh, this is really a mental, psychological, emotional issue that needs counsel, that needs help. It certainly doesn't need physical solutions, which are no solutions at all. They're really just abuse. They're lopping off or trying to add on parts of the body that, uh, you know, is, well, it's irreversible for one. And now we have this whole detransition movement, people trying to go back only to find they can't. So that would be the help we offer the person in the pew struggling. You don't go along with the madness of the world. You give them good, honest counsel. And second, as I said in my recent piece, there is a very, very small and legit area, what we call intersex condition, in which there are things like ambiguous genitalia and so on. Very, very rare indeed, has nothing to do with either the homosexual or trans agendas. So that's an area, and you know, there we'd be careful and cautious. Um, but again, uh, the exception doesn't make the rule. What God has uh, created was good, sin has entered the world. So, yeah, now we expect everything to be messed up. Some people are born missing a limb. Some, very rare, will be born with this intersex condition. So that's the result of the fall, not of God's good intentions. And so if we want to help people, we point them to the uh, Master Planner's uh, book, you know, the original guidebook as to how he intends us to live and to live for the best outcomes. Bill, you've got to have some steel in your backbone these days to be able to stand for this biblical truth because there are pressures that are coming upon listeners to our conversation today about where they might stand, about how they might express themselves when they're talking about a man or a woman. You've got to have some level of strength about you and I guess here calling on God for his wisdom in the circumstances that you might be needing to express your own truth. What are your thoughts here? Well, certainly is the case. We need courage. Uh, we need God's help to give us a stiffened spine. We have plenty of uh, spineless wonders in the pulpits and in the pews, but to stand for truth in a culture and a generation that really hates truth and hates God, yeah, it will take courage. It will take uh, some uh, inner fortitude, and again, God is able to uh, offer that of interest just the other night. I noticed there was some film on, a French film, I think, about French resistance fighters during the Second World War, basically female. <laughs> By the way, they, they, they knew they were women. There wasn't a question what they were. So you had these French female resistance fighters uh, doing their bit to resist the Nazis. Uh, seven of them got caught by the Nazis, were horribly tortured. It was based on a true story. 
And it's the same thing there in a world that was falling apart. In that case, with the Nazis and what they were trying to do, it took a whole lot of courage to stand up for what was right, for what was true. Uh, thankfully, today we're not quite being hauled off to the, by the Gestapo to be tortured, but we know plenty of people have lost their jobs. Many of people have uh, been fined or even sometimes spent time in jail for this very thing, saying, oh, no, there's actually only two sexes. There are not 300 sexes. There's only two. There's male and female, and there always will be. So already people are paying the price to affirm those basic truths. How much more as days get darker and, you know, the basic truths of the gospel to simply say Jesus is the only way. That can get you into a lot of trouble today. So, yeah, we need courage, and uh, God is able to give it, but we need to resolve now that we will stand with God in His Word and not go with the flow of the world. Bill, some might be thinking, well, I could protest by voting with my feet. I could leave my church, or I could protest. I could vote with my money. I'll stop giving. But sometimes you'll stay and fight for truth in your church uh, rather than do what some might say would be a cowardly thing and actually just up and go. What are your thoughts for people who know they're in this circumstance and they've got to make some decisions? Yeah, no, good point. Uh, And I've written a number of articles on this over the years. Do we stay and fight or do we leave? And often it's you got to pray and just ask God. Do you want me to stay in this particular church or denomination or even Christian business, what have you? Uh, As it's going off the rails, do you want me to stand strong, to stay in and hope we can turn it around? It can be reformed. It can come back to where God wants it to be. Or is it so far gone that staying is really a a wasted effort and it may be time to leave? And we find both in Scripture— And church history, both. Sometimes you stay and fight. Sometimes you leave. Uh, Sometimes whole new denominations and Christian seminaries and the like are formed because the originals got so bad and there was no hope for change that the, the conservative, the orthodox, the faithful believers left and founded something new. So each one has to pray, decide, think carefully. Can I have a voice here, stand up, speak out, or are we too far down the tubes that uh, I'm just going to drag myself down if I try to stay any longer? So that's a good question, and we have to be careful how we deal with it. Well, Bill, let me point listeners to this one of the latest articles you've written this week called Woke Churches Erasing Women. And listeners can find it at BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, thanks so much for your insights today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.